How many of you uh, growing up were taught about the tooth fairy? Let me see your hands. Come on. Santa Claus? Easter Bunny? How about the Great Pumpkin? Anybody? (laughs) How many of you were taught to wear clean underwear in case you got in an accident? (laughs) There are some things that we are taught as, as kids. There are some things we're taught as teenagers. There's some things we're taught as adults. And there are some things that we believe for a season. And there are some things that we are taught that we think are true. But they're not true. There are some things that we believe, although they're not true, they don't really hurt us. They're they're harmless, you might say. But some of those myths that we believe are true, are harmful. The fact is, some myths rob us of our happiness in life. Some of them lead to guilt and shame. Some myths create a great deal of worry and stress, fear, anxiety in our lives. And some of them just um, create a, a level of depression within us. You know, myths about yourself, uh, about God, about life, maybe about your past or your future. Things we've learned about money or sex or relationships or marriage. Heaven and hell. The afterlife. Friends, if you do not have a solid base of truth, it can mess you up big time. You know, I believe one of the the biggest myths out there is it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. Now, I will give you that that sounds very broad-minded, sounds very tolerant, uh, unbiased, maybe even sounds American. It's politically correct. You believe this. I believe that. You have your truth. I have mine. You're okay and I'm okay. The only problem with that is it's irrational. I can say that that balloon is purple. I could say it's green. Or blue. The fact is... I can believe that that's the case. I can say it's any color I want to. But it doesn't change the truth that a red balloon is what? Red. I remember several years ago, I was having lunch with a guy. And while we were eating and talking, I was getting to know him a little bit. He mentioned that he was in the process of trying to moved some stuff, and that he had a couch that he needed to get down to his basement. And so I offered to help him. He said, well, what are you doing right after lunch? And I said, moving a couch, I guess. And uh, so Todd told me he didn't live very far from where we were eating. And so when we got out in the parking lot, I just asked him, I said, what color car are you in? He said, white. 
And so I was planning on following him to his house. So I headed to my car. About the time I started the car, I look in my rearview mirror, and a little white car goes, shoom. And I thought, man, he's in a hurry. So I uh, got, got out of the parking spot and started following. And he was really moving. I'm thinking, he really wants to get this couch moved. I mean, he is, he is serious about this. And then at a point, I'm thinking, okay, he's messing with me. He's, he's just messing with me to see if I can keep up. And so after about 15 minutes of following him, I'm thinking, he said he lived close by. We're, we're clear on the other side of town at, at this point. Finally, pulls into the drive. I pull in right next to him, and about that time, my phone rings. I answered it, and he goes, Damon, where are you? I'm like, in your drive? And about that time, a guy gets out of this white car. It wasn't Todd. <laughs> So I get, I get directions to Todd's house, which the funny part, he lived less than a block from where I lived, and we, didn't, we had no idea. And uh, so I went over, I explained myself to the guy whose driveway I'm sitting in. He didn't find it humorous, but I thought it was funny. And I head over to Todd's. I was about a uh, half hour late, but uh, made it. Now, friends, I sincerely believed that I was following the correct car. But I was sincerely wrong. And I want to challenge you today to say it takes more in life than just being sincere. I believe it takes truth. I was watching a movie a couple weeks ago, and in the movie these pilots were trying to land this plane. And the instruments on the plane were given false readings. They believed that they were a lot higher than they actually were. And bottom line is, they crashed and burned. It was all over because they thought, I mean, they believed that they were higher than they actually were. And it wasn't true. And I want to suggest to you that there are some beliefs in your life. If you do not correct them, you are going to crash and burn. I have watched people do this my entire ministry. What you believe is extremely important. I mean, all my beliefs and your beliefs are something we choose. In other words, no one forces you to believe anything. If you you don't want to believe something, you don't have to. If you want to believe something... You can believe that. For instance, if I want to believe that Elvis is still alive, I can believe that. If I want to believe that the world's flat, I can believe that. If I want to believe in alien life forms, I can believe that. If I want to believe that that balloon is green, I can believe that. If I want to believe it's orange, I can believe that. In other words, you can believe whatever you want to believe. It's a choice you make. You can't blame anyone for what you believe. You can't blame your parents for what you believe. You can't blame your teachers. You are the one that's holding on to whatever it is you believe. And you're the only one that can choose to let go of that belief. And what I'm hoping today to do is to get you to examine, to identify some of the myths in your life, some of the lies that you've chosen to believe that are just messing you up. 
and exchange it for truth, for God's truth. Because it is a choice we make. God created you with the ability to choose whatever it is that you want to believe. Paul writes in Romans, he says, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. For a lie. What I believe are choices I've made in my life. And what I have found is that what I believe determines how I behave in life. It directly affects how I live. It says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. There is a belief behind every act in your life. Everything you do, whether it's conscious or subconscious, there is a belief that that pushes you. For instance, today when you sat down in the chair, you believed it was going to hold you up, correct? After the service, you're going to get in your car and you believe that you're actually going to get out of the parking lot, right? Some of you, how many of you are going to lunch today? You're going to order off the menu believing that the food's going to taste good. And it may or may not. But you order with the the belief that it's going to be okay. Now, here's the problem. My beliefs determine how I act, even if the belief is false. For instance, if you believe that you're clumsy, how are you going to act? clumsy. I mean, if you believe you're unlovable, how do you act? If you believe you're a risk taker, how are you going to act in life? If you believe that people cannot be trusted, it will affect how you act. True? Because that's how it is with beliefs. What you believe affects how you live. If you believe that that God is out to get you, And there are a lot of people that think that. What do you do? You try and avoid God. If you believe that God is unconcerned about what happens in your life, my guess is you don't pray. Because it's what you believe. Even if your beliefs are wrong, they affect how you behave. It affects how you act. It impacts your life in a significant way. And I believe that we live in a culture that teaches us A lot of false beliefs. You know, every time I'm standing in the line at the grocery store, I don't know if you've ever noticed the inquire. Sometimes I just laugh. Sometimes I shake my head. Sometimes I look around to see if anybody knows me so I can take a peek. But the other day I saw the inquire and it said, uh, new discovery, fat burning prayers. I thought, I need those. Just pray and watch the pounds melt off. Wow. Some things are are funny. Some things are silly. But friends, there are some things that are just destructive. And they will mess your life up. People used to say, when I was growing up, a line I would hear a lot is, I'll believe it when I see it. Technology's changed that. That really doesn't work anymore. Because you can't even believe what you see. Because fact has been kind of blended with fiction. 
photographs can be doctored up. Reality TV, friends, it is anything but reality. I mean, many times we're finding out that it's staged, it's scripted. Docudramas, it's a blend of fact with fiction. Surf the web and you can find anything imaginable. Everybody has a reality and they're selling it as truth. People are buying in on all kinds of things. It's just crazy. I believe that our culture is kind of a master at blending things, something that that people will drink in. You know, they usually start with a shot of uh, absolute myth, add a little slice of truth, splash of fiction, a few sprigs of facts, and it's always shaken. And it's served with a nice sugary rim. And friends, people are drinking it down. It's a new age reality. We, we live in a culture that the, the greatest truth source is TV talk shows, radio shows. That's become the truth source for people. There's just one problem with that. They're selling a lot of untruths. I was listening uh, on TV and I thought, I am just going to take an hour and channel surf and look at what these talk shows are saying. See how many lies I could identify. In, In the span of less than an hour, just surfing between a couple very popular talk shows, I heard so many lies and falsehoods, whatever you want to call them. But here's a few that I heard. One one of them was, all your problems are someone else's fault. That's not true. I heard the world owes you happiness. This life owes you happiness. It doesn't. You'll be happy if you get everything that you want. What a lie. In fact, I know people that have everything that they want. And guess what? They're not happy. They're still unhappy. The one I just hit right in the face is, there's never a reason to feel guilty. Really? One show, they were talking about pornography, and in the midst of it, they said, pornography is innocent and harmless. And I'm sitting there going, seriously? You should never have to wait for anything. And the one I heard numerous places, it was in different language, but the answer is within you. Because after all, we're God. We're all gods. People are selling lies, and society is buying it. And I'll have people stop me once in a while. They'll go... You know, the other day, Oprah said, or, you know, Joy Behar said, it must be true because it was on there, and I just want to go. Friends, the Bible gives some very blunt advice. It says, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. That's something we should filter all the time. 
don't believe everything we hear. The fact is that these untrue beliefs that we have in our life cause a lot of emotional problems, a lot of unhappiness in life. The fact is, a belief that's not true, when we hold on to it, it impacts us. It affects us emotionally. It causes a lot of turmoil. You know, for instance, if I was to say today, hey, let's go camping. And so we get to the campsite, and we, we set up our tent, and then we crawl in the sleeping bag for the night. Now, we don't realize it, but the campsite next to us, they're doing coyote calls. But you don't know that it's the campsite. You hear what you think are coyotes. How many city folks we have here? Yeah, that, it wakes you up, doesn't it? Whoa, coyotes. Maybe your heart races. Maybe pulse goes up. Maybe you turn to your wife and say, honey, go check out and see what it is. <laughs> Adrenaline kicks in. Maybe you lose a little bit of sleep. It may cause you some distress. Why? Because what you believe, although it's not true, you believe it is. I have watched people live their lives this way. It happens all the time. We worry about things that aren't true. We're afraid of things that are not true. We feel ashamed of things that we absolutely shouldn't feel shame about. And even when our belief is not true, it causes this turmoil in us. I mean, if you want to overcome the the stress and the anger and the, the depression and the worry... In fact, some of the most uh, uh, difficult emotional struggles we have are because we believe things that aren't true. I mean, they're found here. And, And this is core to overcoming. You have to examine carefully what you believe. You've got to identify the things that are lies, You know, Christopher uh, Thurman, he's a clinical psychologist. In fact, he's a leading psychologist in in his field. He says this. He says, the truth is the roadmap for for navigating difficult challenges of life. Without it, we, we get lost. And so what we do is we settle for half truths, which there isn't such a thing, by the way, or no truth. Why? Because it's easier. He goes on, he says, but truth is the only road to emotional health. There is no other path. See, the good news is truth is available. Anybody wants it, it's available. Emotional health is, is possible. The question is, are you willing to pay the price for it? Jesus said the same thing 2,000 years ago. He says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Truth will set you free. You have got to expose the lies in your life, the the myths, the things that you have been taught, that this culture has presented as truth. 
You know, maybe, maybe your parents taught you things that weren't true. Maybe a teacher, maybe even a pastor. But although they're untrue, you believe them. And so it causes this distress, this uh, destruction in, in your life. Some of you have been holding on to lies most of your life. Some of you, it's been a decade, you know, 20 years. And I want to challenge you to identify the lies, to exchange it for truth. Because truth can set you free. It is the only place that when you land, you find freedom instead of being enslaved. And there's only one place you can look for that freedom. There's only one place you find truth, and that absolute truth is in God. You know, Romans, Paul writes, he says, even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. You know, I don't care if you're a Christian, a non-Christian, if you're a Baptist or a Buddhist, it doesn't really matter. At some point in your life, you have to answer the fundamental question. You either make this decision consciously, or you'll make a choice by default. But you have to decide what is going to be the authority for my life. What is going to be the basis of my beliefs and my behavior? What's going to be the guidebook? You know, what is the standard by which I'm going to evaluate my life? At some point, you have to answer that. And I believe you get one of two options. You either look to the world or you look to the Word of God. Now, you can listen to the world. You can listen to culture with their millions of contradictory things. And you can do, and this is really popular, and I wish I would say it's just the world, but I've I've watched Christians and they do the pick-and-choose method. Gonna take a little of that, a little over here, a little over here. But it's always changing. Or you can choose God's word. You know, my question is which one's more reliable here? I mean, when it comes to culture, one of the biggest problems I see is that society, conventional wisdom, it's always changing. It's always shifting. What, what was popular today will be out tomorrow. You know, a therapy that, that's in vogue in five years, they'll be going, that was worthless. And the reason why we keep changing is because humanity, our knowledge base, is increasing. Now, there are days, if you were to ask me, I would say it's decreasing some days. But... The fact is, it is always changing because the information is new. But God is always the same. God's always knowing. God's always perfect. God's ways are always true and have been for centuries. You know, Newsweek uh, magazine, how many of you get Newsweek? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, there's a little section, uh, it's conventional wisdom section. And every week they do kind of a thumbs up, thumbs down thing. You know, so one week it'll say, President Obama is great. The next week you get it, it goes, President Obama is awful. 
You know, Jesse James is a scoundrel. A couple weeks later, he's on the rise. He's just simply misunderstood. And, and, and my point is that one day it's in, one day it's out. One day we're over here, one day we're over here. And it's always changing. It's always fluctuating. It's always shifting. There are 76 million baby boomers. One in three Americans is a baby boomer. It means you're born between 1948 and 64. How many baby boomers are here? Let me see your hands. All right, a lot of baby boomers. Friends, an entire generation was brought up on the theories of a guy named Benjamin Spock. He had a baby book that made it big. In fact, it's one of the ten greatest sellers in history. And Dr. Spock, in his book, expressed his opinion about the proper way to raise children. And guess what? An entire generation followed that advice. Or most did. Now, there's only one problem with that. When Dr. Spock was about 70 years old, he held a press conference. And the basic gist of his press conference was, oops, I got it wrong. That's not the way to do it. And I'm thinking, well, great, I'm already dysfunctional. Thank you very much, you know. An entire generation used those parenting methods. And studies later showed that it didn't work. Shifting sand. Do you know what the average lifetime of a science textbook is today? Before it's outdated? 18 months. Because knowledge is increasing all the time. Things are always changing. And so by the time it gets printed, it's got a short life. And my question is, do you really, do you really want to put your faith in things that change all the time? Whoops, wrong path, sorry. You know, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. In other words... God's word stands the test of time. In fact, God's word will still be standing when this world is over and we're into eternity. You know, you can trust God's word as an authority, as a guidebook. Why? Because it's based on God's character. You know, Hebrews says that it's impossible for God to lie. It's a good foundation. And what happens when you build your life on a good foundation of God's truth? You find stability. Some of you need stability in your life today. You find emotional health. Some of you need that, to feel that wholeness. You know, it's interesting. You read the Gospels and Jesus uh, was always speaking to, to his culture. But 80 times in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Twenty times he says, now you have heard it said, but I tell you. And I think, what's what's Jesus doing there? Well, friends, Jesus is exposing lies. He's exposing the myths that 
we're messing people's lives up, that mess our lives up. You know, he's saying, you heard it said, this is what the word is on the street. This is what the talk shows are saying. That's what you read on the pages of that New York bestseller. But I tell you the truth. See, Jesus knew that truth sets people free. You know, what are you building your life on? That's my question. What are you building your life on? What kind of foundation is your life settling in on? You know, Jesus told a story. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Then the rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. It says, and everyone who hears these words of mine does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When you look at your life, what kind of foundation are you building on? Shifting sand? Constantly changing? Following the world's opinions? You know, pick and choose mentality? Or is it on the rock solid, unchanging truths of God? I'd caution you to choose wisely here. Because this impacts your life in, in a big way. The fact is, whatever kind of foundation you're building, when, when the storms come, and they will, when you get knocked around in life, when the bottom falls out, if you have not built on a foundation of truth, it all comes crumbling down. I mean, how, how do you do that? How do you build your life on the truths of God? Well, I think it's found in the story. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like the wise man who built his house on a rock. In other words, when we hear God's word, spend time in God's word, study God's word, and when we act on God's word. See, it's twofold there. Paul said it this way. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what's good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, replace the lies and build on a new foundation. And it all starts right here. It starts in the mind. The mind impacts your life. But friends, you've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice at some point. You know, make a choice to commit yourself to seeking truth. You know, that's a tough one. You know, Paul said this, he said, because the time will come when people will not listen to the true teachings, but will find many more teachers who please them by saying the things they want to hear. They will stop listening to the truth and will begin to follow false stories. And when I read that, I think, wow, kind of sounds like our world today. Sounds like a lot of talk shows. Sounds like word on the street. 
Sounds like our culture where it's saying, take the easy path, you know, make up your own reality, make up your own truth. And I'll be honest with you about this one. If you were to make a commitment, a lifetime commitment to seeking the truth, you should be forewarned. It is not easy. It is not popular. In fact, the truth many times is in sharp contradiction to the popular opinions. You know, be really careful. I've heard too many people through, through my years, and they'll say things like this. I know God's word says, but what I believe, like I'm supposed to go, whoa, okay, that's what you believe. Seriously? Culture says, it's okay. Everybody's doing it. It's not okay. Sometimes truth is painful. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes truth is disturbing. It rocks me. It's unpleasant. Sometimes I don't want to face the truth. I don't want to face the truth about my past. I don't want to face the truth about myself. I don't want to face the truth about my failures or my fears. I just don't want to face the truth. But friends, when you finally do, you find stability. You find the peace that's evading you. You find the freedom. You find the abundant life that God promises when you finally allow truth to start forming you. There there are so many things in our culture that just don't ring true. You know, go to Barnes & Noble and look at the best-selling books today. Many of them, they've got pieces of truth, but they're full of lies. And here's what I want to challenge you with this morning. To bring everything you believe, everything you believe, and, and bring it out and expose it to God's truth. In other words, let God's light show you. Because there, there's something that happens when God's light starts reigning in your life. It, it becomes very evident to you that these are not read. It changes everything, doesn't it? How many of you thought this was a red balloon the whole time? I would argue that there are things that you've believed and it just screamed red because you've never run it through the filter of God's Word. And here's what I got to say. Whatever it is that you believe, you hold it up to God's Word. And if it contradicts, you got to let it go. you got to let it go. You don't need it in your life. I saw a bumper sticker the other day. It said, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And I've heard that one through the years. 
But I don't think that's quite right. I would change it to say, God said it, that settles it, whether I believe it or not. You know, commit yourself to seeking God's truth, which means you've got to spend time in God's Word, and you've got to spend time gathering and studying and learning and asking questions. Paul writes, he says, After all, the church of the living God is the strong foundation of truth. When God's people gather, when we hear God's word, when we allow God's word to infiltrate our lives, we become truth seekers at that point. And friends, when you do that, you build a strong foundation. But it's not enough just to seek truth. You've got to do the second part, and that is commit to living the truth. And this is much harder. Much harder. Paul says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed around and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. Truth is not something you just know, okay? It's something you follow. It's what you do. It's how you live. In other words, it's not just an intellectual exercise. Well, I know the truth. I've got all the commandments memorized. Got them right here. Friends, that's not enough. It should impact how you live. I want to challenge you to commit yourself to living the truth. Living in line with God's word. Paul says, in the full light of truth, we live in God's sight. The truth, friends, will set you free. I challenge you to live that way. Let's stand for a word of prayer together. God, we live in a world that um, it's hard to see reality sometimes. And it's definitely hard to figure out what's real and what's not real, what's true and what's not true. But God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your Bible that speaks your word. Your words have stood this test of time. God, forgive us. Forgive us for the, some of the lies that we knowingly have just accepted and said, you know what, I know what you have to say, but here's what I believe. And it's just went a whole different way. God, I pray that you would help us to also identify the things that we're just holding on to that maybe we don't even realize our lies. 
Now, there are people here today that I know they believe they're not, can never be forgiven of something, but your word says that there is nothing that you won't forgive. I know there are those that feel unlovable, that they're... Nobody could love them. God, I pray you'd reveal to them that that's just a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God, free us from whatever lies, myths, twists, turns, whatever you want to call it. God, free us from all that stuff. Help us find the freedom in your word truth will set us free. God, we believe that. We give you the glory. We give you the praise this day and every day. God's people said,